Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we continue our look at Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's get to the Rams and the Lions. Currently, Detroit's a three-point favorite at home with a total of 51 and a half. However, the Rams plus three is one of the more bet-on teams per BetMGM Insights by the public. Now, when we look at the injury report, Sam Laporta is a DNP. There is optimism, apparently, that he will play. I don't know if I buy into it, but, you know, it's been expressed. Khalif Raymond, Jerry Jacobs also out, not practicing on Thursday. So, Joe, what do you make of this contest? Yeah, he's not playing. There's no doubt about it. He's not playing. This is just a, an attempt at gamesmanship. Okay, I, nobody's buying into this at all. Um, look, the Rams are a public dog. I hate public dogs. It's like, what are you going to do here? But the more I look at this game, I'm like, okay, where where do the Lions have the, the big edge? Everybody's going to talk about McVeigh Stafford Lions. We'll get into that as well. But the biggest reason is you could make an argument that the Rams are the hottest team in the NFL. Don't even look at last week. That was that was a bye week for most of their stars. They didn't care about it. Uh, McVeigh, unlike Campbell, which is interesting, they took completely different approaches to last weekend. McVeigh's like, we're in. It's going to be one of these two spots. Fine with it. There isn't great upside to put my stars at risk, you know, for a for a run to possibly the Super Bowl. It's not worth it. Campbell felt differently. I think we know which guy was right. The reason this is one of the hottest teams in the NFL is because they've won seven of eight games since the bye week. Another reason it's one of the hottest teams in the NFL is the offense is on fire and it hasn't stopped over the last couple of months. In six straight games, when they've got their guys out there, they've scored 26 or more, you know? And they're facing good defenses. This isn't like, oh, look at the division they reside in. They're they're facing weak teams, bad quarterbacks, bunch of backups here, a quarterback three here, whatever. No, no, no. I mean, they're facing good defenses. Cleveland, uh, they scored on Baltimore, pushing that game on the road to overtime and putting up 30-plus. Uh, they did it to New Orleans as well. So I understand being concerned about the public dog, but there's good reason. The reason they're so popular is because we're, we're like lining up all of these situations. And also, I don't believe in Detroit's defense at all. And now they're missing one of their main weapons on offense. And you look at McVeigh versus Campbell, look at the quarterback matchup. I don't care, golf playing indoors, outdoors, doesn't matter to me when he's going to get Stafford against a weaker defense inside. I still like the Rams plus three guys, and I think the Rams are going to win. Wow. Well, someone's got to do the Lions stuff, and that'll be me. The Lions have been waiting a long, long, long time to host a playoff game. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere, and I think Dan Campbell and crew rise to the occasion. Uh, I could see why the Rams are, you know, the public dog here, but also the Rams defense is not very good. 20th in passing yards allowed per game. They're better at stopping the run than they are the pass. The Rams rank 12th in rushing yards allowed per game, but I still like, uh, I think Amon Ra is going to go over 87 and a half. I think this is a good opportunity for him. I'll be all over Amon Ra in this one. Uh, but I'll back the Lions. I know a lot of people aren't. They think maybe they'll, you know, 
falter here <laughs> against this hot Rams team, but I'm going to back them and say this year is different. Um, and hopefully they do, you know, rise to the occasion. I think generally speaking, and I'm oversimplifying here when we're looking at those defenses, I think they kind of cancel each other out. I do agree with you in that front, Aaron, that like the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald and Kobe, like there hasn't been a whole lot to be hopeful for. Uh, Detroit's defense has been abysmal as well. So if they're canceling each other out, then the question is, okay, where's the quarterback advantage? Who has that edge here in this ballgame? And that's something that I want to talk about here, uh, specifically when it comes to who will rise to the occasion in the playoffs now that we are here. And let me first mm -hmm. preface this research by saying playoff games should largely not be treated any differently than regular season games. There's not some, say, supernatural force out there coming in and making the playoffs a different sport altogether. But what I will buy into is this idea that everybody's played 17 games already and everybody's worn out. They are exhausted. Football is tough. So who can rise to the occasion now that these games matter more and you're having to fight through, you know, fatigue and injury and all of that stuff. That to me, I think matters a great deal. So what I wanted to do was some quarterbacks do perform better over the course of time that's what I wanted to look into. And so when it comes to figuring out, okay, which quarterbacks can we can we rely upon come playoff time, I wanted to look at an all-encompassing metric. And so I'm using CPA or EPA CPOE composite to evaluate quarterback play. And among those in this season's playoffs, the top five cunslingers in terms of regular season EPA CPOE composite are Brock Purdy at number one because his numbers, his metrics have been unbelievable all season long. Then Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. These are the top five guys in terms of how they have performed. And you look at their career numbers and regular season numbers, they have been spectacular. So the next step in terms of looking at how much better or worse these quarterbacks perform in the playoffs, knowing full well we will get some examples of small sample size theater, I wanted to look at those differences and then power rank uh, the quarterbacks with playoff experience. And so the top five ascenders from regular season EPA, CPOE composite for their careers versus the playoffs, we look at that difference, we see that the number one biggest ascender is Matt Stafford here. Number two, Brock Purdy. Yes, he doesn't have that much playoff experience. He doesn't have that much football experience in general, but that also matters here. As we take a look at the next graphic, uh, number three, Baker Mayfield, number four, Joe Flacco, and then number five, Josh Allen. These are the five biggest ascenders in terms of their regular season numbers compared with their playoff numbers all time in their careers. So the next mm -hmm. thing we need to do is look at the bottom five in this difference. This also matters. When we look at that, we see that at number six, we've got Pat Mahomes. It's a, you know, a minuscule difference. So, you know, it doesn't matter all that much. Then we get to Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and then Lamar Jackson. Now, specifically when it comes to Jackson, who's at the bottom of this list, uh, it doesn't matter all that much because we don't we we don't need to magnify small sample sizes. And I think for those guys in the middle of the pack, where they're slightly better or slightly worse, 
to me, it doesn't matter all that much. I'm looking for outliers and I'm looking for key matchups. And what we see here is Matt Stafford is number one in terms of getting better come playoff time. And Jared Goff is way, way worse. I look at that matchup and I go, Matt Stafford will be ready for the playoffs. I don't know if we can say the same thing about Jared Goff, regardless of everything else. We might believe there's a coaching mismatch with Sean McVay and, you know, play design, play calling, all of that stuff. Receivers, maybe the Rams have the advantage there with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, who was part of an MVP conversation just a couple of years ago. (laughs) All of these things are pointing in one particular direction, Joe. This leads me to believe that the Rams can cover the plus three and win outright based upon what Matt Stafford can do come playoff time. And these numbers are based off of previous performance with different players. This is, is this not the best group of weapons that Stafford's had when he's in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, he hasn't had sure. a better one, two combination. Is this the best running back he's had too? Like you could make that argument the way that Kyron Williams is going right now. <sighs> yeah. Everything's lining up for the Rams. I'm just trying to figure out how do we get to the lions minus three um, publicly. It seems like there's so much support for the Rams. I'm a little surprised it hasn't come off the three. Maybe it's because we started at three and a half. But if this momentum continues, I wonder if this drops to two and a half. It probably will. I mean, I haven't heard many cases for people backing the Lions. Or maybe I'm just not listening to to enough Mm -hmm. programs. But I haven't listened to many Lions backers. So it is hard (laughs) to make the case. And the Rams have a great story. It's impressive which Sean McVay has done with this roster as well. Um, so many good storylines in this one too. So, I mean, so they're going to have gonna like the lions, so, but I don't love it to be honest. It's was, scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking about that scene there. Like Barry Sanders is going to be there. Right. They'll bring in, I think they made up. They'll bring in Megatron. I'm sure. Um, Wayne Fonts is still alive. Like he was the coach last time they, they did this. Right. The, won a division. So, I mean, it's going to be a scene. That's it a great be. trivia question. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. He, he's still going, man. 83 years old. Right. I was like, who's still in the Ford family? Like, no. Bring them out too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's what it's going to be, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. I, th- I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, at least I, I hope so. It, and, you know, yeah, the total says there's going to be scoring. There is the potential for the shootout. But yeah, I mean, just the coaching matchup too. Give, give me the Rams side. There's a lot lining up on that side for me, and that's why that's why everybody's there. I get it. Anybody looking at props, specific props that they want to do anything with? Yeah, yes. Amin Ra over eighty-seven and a half. He's gone over that eleven times, so I do like that one against this Rams. Yeah, defense. you. Would- yeah. I do love that against this Rams passing defense. I was like, is there another Detroit option outside of that? Now, with mm. uh, Laporta likely being out, you could take a flyer on Brock Wright touchdown because the Rams have allowed the six most yards to tight ends and eight touchdowns. So that's the that's the Isaiah likely case, you know, for, mm. for Brock Wright there in place of like Sam that. Laporta. Uh, Detroit, the number two run defense over the final six weeks of the season, a big number on Kyron Williams. Do you dare go under 82 and a half? 
uh, especially if this turns into a shootout, more of a passing game. Uh, and if it's back and forth in a close game and it's not a, you know, second half run the ball to seal it sort of deal for the Rams, maybe he doesn't get there. And then back to Amon Ra, like, is there another option in the Lions passing game at yeah. a low number? Khalif Raymond so, is out. Well, he has not been practicing Sam Laporta out. Do we dare go with like a Josh Reynolds at 28 and a half? He was very involved in the passing game early in the season. First five games yeah. of the season, he went for 50 plus every game. Not really the case recently. Uh, 28 and a half is a super low number. If he's looking, if Jared Goff is looking for another target, you could play like a 50 plus to 60 plus, but like Goff, I'm definitely playing his over of 258 and a half. I believe most places it's gone up to 260 and a half. Thinking could be of a all the game. Of all the receivers, Josh Reynolds had the highest snap percentage on Detroit, 88%. He's out there for 50 snaps, 50 snaps a week, 17, 47 snaps a week, 16. He's going to be out there. And you would think he yep. gets the opportunities. It's going to go somewhere. It doesn't mean it goes to the backup tight end that ends up starting. I would think it's Reynolds, and and it's a number that that you're more willing to buy into, right? Like if you're if you're wor- like what you would think that the Rams are going to be focused on St. Brown. Like that's got to be got to be sure. so. So then maybe it opens things up for Reynolds and his number. Geez, twenty eight and a half. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Come on, two and a half. Does it, open the... it, does it open it up for Reynolds or Jameer Gibbs as a pass catcher? Because he's Thought been incorporated that. a little oh. bit more. Like, I wonder if that's the route taken where, all right, you got this first round guy. I know he's a running back, but you can also catch a bunch of balls as well. That might be the mm. one who sort of is the game changer or game breaker if the Lions do have they haven't yep. used them much in that regard recently. Uh, you got to go back to like November and the end of October when he was doing that more. Yeah. So it's a little scary. What's the number at? Well, the situation's different, right? 19 and a half only for strictly yeah. receiving. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go rushing and receiving, 75 and a half. I don't know if this matters to you guys. Rams second fewest passing or receiving yards allowed to running backs in the entire NFL. That's so pretty interesting. I don't know if that means people just don't hmm. do it to them or that they take it away. And sure. you know they they face Christian McCaffrey twice a season. So yeah, it's not like teams don't have that opportunity. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Although they didn't this year, like it was just the one time because the second oh, time true. was uh, Week true. 18. So so there is that. But is I, is this going to be the best game of the weekend? Yes. Oh boy. Well, the Packers Cowboys. Too. I, think I think Packers Sunday, Cowboys. Sunday from like four o'clock to ten o'clock is awesome. going to be great. Like strong. Yep. Yeah. What What yes. is best? That, that would be my question. Like, could it be the highest scoring? Perhaps. Could it be the closest? I could see that. I, but Both. I wonder if there's like some element right. where we're like, oh, wow, these defensive lapses are terrible. Like a lot of missed tackles or something like that. That'd be what I'd be worried mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the world stops on a dime. It's the two-minute drill right here on the BetQL Network.